Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to The Haunted Estate, the ultimate paranormal podcast with your host, Selena Myers. From ghost stories and haunted history to the darkest sides of our reality, we hope you enjoy your stay on The Haunted Estate. But don't get too comfortable. Our ghosts haunt more than just these hallways. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to The Haunted Estate. I hope you enjoyed that new intro. This moment in time, this episode marks the metamorphosis of The Haunted Estate. I want this podcast to be so much more, and I know I've been talking about it for a while, but it was time to just jump in with both feet and walk into some new opportunities. A lot's been going on behind the scenes, but I just want to tell you guys that we will always be focused on the paranormal, the ghost stories, parapsychology, demonology, but I really wanted to broaden the horizons. True crime, murder, conspiracy theories, and more. Pretty much any topic that makes us go, what? Anyways, guys, it's spring here, and it is some beautiful weather. I've done some real soul-searching and figured what I love more and the most in life, and that's you guys and this podcast. Meeting some of you in real life, online, on Skype, and in other strange circumstances has been a wonderful thing. And a lot of people say... You gotta do what you love and get paid for it. And uh, in the future, I think I'm gonna be starting a Patreon along with that, doing some really cool videos. I did uh, post my opening a haunted mystery box in my hearse video. If you wanna check that out, just search Selena Bean on YouTube and you can find that it was well received. So I really wanna try just marketing myself. I think I'm pretty cool, right? Anyways, if you want to share your paranormal story, topic idea, or anything, and don't forget, as I said, we have all those other subjects. Is there a crime you want me to talk about? What do you want from me? Tell me how you like it, 
<laughs> Call me toll free, 1-877-260-3428 or visit thehauntedestate.com. There's a little information form there you can fill out and if that's all too complicated, then send me an email selena at thehauntedestate.com and don't forget to add me on snapchat selena's life c-e-l-i-n-a-s-l-i-f-e all right guys let's step in to this episode of the haunted estate first i think it's important to mention our intro which is obviously so awesome i found an amazing website called fiverr um it's like low prices to have people do stuff like across the board anything you can think of big shout out to Callan robinson for taking on the project of the intro as you heard his voice is awesome so if you need any recorded stuff in the future hit him up Anyways, guys, for the first segment of this program, we're going to jump into a anonymous recorded story. I'm the videographer for a large cultural institution. My office is in the building that has rooms that get rented out for events, weddings, meetings, etc. It's in this building that I've had all of my strange experiences. None of them have been scary but I have tried to find an explanation for all of them and found none. The building consists of two large event rooms and several offices on either side of the building. On my side of the building, there are three separate rooms, all in a row and all connected by locking doors. The event staff are located in the northernmost office, I'm in the middle room, and the southernmost room is storage. I can get to the event room by walking through the storage closet, then through a hallway. The hallway to the north of the offices also has a staircase that leads to the second floor, on which you'll find two small offices and the projection room. Until recently, event staff also occupied the offices on the second floor, but now it's all storage. Most of my experiences have happened in the off-season, fall and winter, when the building is pretty empty. There are kitchen staff on busy days, and there are also bathrooms in the lobby, which are open to guests, but in the winter, there are very few events, and very few people in the building. Some days, I'm the only one here. Now for the stories. I occasionally hear the sounds of papers shuffling or chairs moving in the office next door. I always assume it's event staff, but when I open the connecting door to say hello, the noise abruptly stops, and I'm met with a dark, empty room. I've considered that the noises might be mice, air moving, or cleaning staff, but I've never seen any evidence that could be any of those things. One day, I heard the deadbolt on the event's outer door unlock and the light switch flip, all familiar sounds, as I often arrive before them, but through the other door, so I'm never in their office if they aren't. For some reason, that day I'd been waiting for them to arrive, so I immediately opened the connecting door and again was met with an empty room. The lights were off and the door was closed and locked. 
At times, the unexplained noises are so constant and distracting that I leave the connecting door open, since when the door is open, there are no in an empty room. I just say good morning. A few months ago, I got to work at 8 a.m., my normal time, and one of the staff next door called my name. I went into the office, and my coworker said to me, You got here early today. I replied that I always arrive at 8 o'clock, and he frowned. He said, Right, but today you were here when I got in at 7. I heard you moving around, and I kept calling good morning, but you never answered me. I replied that I had just walked in the door, but he insisted that he'd heard me moving around the office for the last hour. It seems that the noises that I frequently hear aren't limited to the office next door. A few years ago, I was working on cataloging old tapes in the projection room on the second floor. The room is long, about half of the building's length, and three walls are lined with shelves, while the third wall is a window that looks over the event room. I was at the end farthest from the door. After I'd been up there for about an hour, I clearly heard someone walk into the room and start moving boxes near the door. The noise went on for a little bit before I looked up to see who it was, and then I saw I was alone. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After speaking with the only other two people in the building, I learned that no one had gone upstairs but me. If I need to walk to the other side of the building, I usually cut through the event room so that I don't bother the people in the office. A few years ago, I was walking through the storage closet and hallway to get to the event room when I heard the sound of tables being set up. This is quite a loud noise that I hear all the time as staff set up and break down tables in the event rooms almost every day. It's a very distinctive sound. The first set of legs opens, the second set of legs opens, and then the table gets flipped onto its legs. It goes ka-chunk, ka-chunk, flip. Because the rooms are so large, the sound also echoes slightly. That morning, I heard that very common sound emanating from the event room, but when I pulled the door open, the room was completely empty. No tables, no people, not even a single chair. I made a circuit of the entire building, but that morning, not a single person was in the building but me and every door was closed and locked. 
two walls of my office are lined with floor-to-ceiling shelves that contain old tapes. Some of the shelves are so packed that if you try to pull out one tape, the tapes on either side of that one will pull out too. One of those walls is shared with the storage room next door, and it's just drywall. Originally, the storage room and my office were one big room that was eventually split in half. I came into work one morning and found two beta tapes lying about two feet from the wall. They came from shelves that are on that shared wall. I thought perhaps there had been an event, and staff had been too rough when putting their supplies away and hit the shelves on their side of the wall, which could have caused the shelves on my side of the wall to shake, thus spilling the tapes out. However, the two tapes came from two separate shelves, both of which are tightly packed with videotapes. There were two empty spaces where those tapes belonged, but not a single other tape was out of place. Not only that, but the beta tapes are only about a centimeter shorter than the shelves, and so are a very tight fit. To remove them from the shelf, you have to pull them straight out, otherwise they get stuck. And yes, the tapes on the floor were definitely from those two shelves. All of my tapes are labeled and in chronological order, so there was no question of where those tapes came from. I went into the storage room and banged on their shelves as hard as I could, but their shelves are freestanding and are about an inch from the wall. No matter what I did, the shelf never moved enough to even touch the wall. I then opened and slammed my door several times. Neither method caused any beta tapes to fall off the shelves or even move, but slamming the door resulted in a stack of small DV tapes falling off of one of the shelves. However, whatever had caused the beta tapes to end up on the floor obviously had no effect on the smaller, more unstable DV tapes. Someone had to have taken those tapes off the shelves and put them on the floor, but I have the only key to my office. The cleaning staff doesn't even have a key. After that incident, I set up my camera in the corner and let it run every night for a month. I never caught anything paranormal, but I also confirmed that no one is entering my office without my knowledge. A few weeks later, I was editing a video when the phone in the events office started ringing. For some reason, voicemail doesn't always pick up. This happens almost every day, and it's really annoying because the phone will never stop ringing until it's answered or the caller hangs up. So when this happens, I usually wait for it to go on for a minute or two to give them an opportunity to answer before I go into the office and divert it to voicemail. So the phone was ringing for at least two minutes, and I went into the office to divert the call. As I was about to hit the button, though, one of the staff walked in, and I said, Oh good, you can answer the phone. It's been ringing for two minutes. He picked up the receiver and said, Hello? Hello? Then he hung up and asked, How long did you say the phone had been ringing? I repeated, Two minutes. He said, that's really strange. The call was coming from the kitchen extension. I've been working in the kitchen all morning and no one else was with me. 
The walk from the kitchen to the office takes no more than 30 seconds. The call would have been placed while he was in the kitchen. Alone. Yesterday morning, I was walking through the building to rinse out my mug in the bathroom sink. As I approached the doors that lead into the lobby, I heard someone in heels walking quickly through the lobby in my direction. Assuming it was someone from the office on the other side of the building, heading over to the office next door to me, I paused for a second to make sure she wasn't about to walk through the door. When I realized she wasn't close enough, I opened the door. The sound stopped. No one was there. I made a circuit of the entire building, and just like those other times, no one but me was in the building, and all of the rooms were locked, the lights off. This wasn't a sound that lasted for only a few seconds. I heard those footsteps cross the length of the entire lobby. A few other unexplained noises have occurred recently, but nothing too interesting. However, this is the time of year that the weird stuff starts happening, so I'll be keeping my eyes and my ears open. Mm, thank you so much for that story. So well spoken and so well put together. I love classic ghosts. Classic who's in that room? Who's there? What's going on? Where you just know. So thank you so much for sending that in. I love that. It's probably one of my favorite stories. It just fits so very well. Well, guys, um, I had a little bit of a paranormal maybe coincidence instance just happen. I decided to go to the washroom quickly. My microphone is set very far back um, against the monitor of my Mac. Um, I was in the bathroom and I heard something crash in my office and I thought that it was possibly the thing I have in front of the microphone that kind of siphons out any spitty gross noises. And that isn't a big deal. So I come in here and I roll up to my desk and my microphone is nowhere to be seen. And it is what had fallen. And it was at the back corner of my desk, which is like four feet from where it fell. And it's on a square thing, so it's not really rollable. <laughs> so that's not cool. So I get up, I'm holding it in my hand, I'm looking at it like, how could this happen? And then that thing I was telling you about that cuts out all the noises falls from the back of the desk. So, it's that time of year, guys. <laughs> I always have the most activity in spring and fall. Coincidence? Who knows? Anyways, I want to take this opportunity to read you a really cool story that I found on Reddit. It was submitted by Nico Sarah. I experienced this bone-chilling event back when I was 13 years old. I remember I was studying from an, for an upcoming school test, but then I decided to take a break in my parents' bedroom to watch television. I stepped inside to find that my mother was taking a nap, so the room was completely dark with the light shut off and the curtains covering the bedroom windows. Being a shitty kid, I still decided to turn on the television but I have at least turned down the volume so that I won't disturb my sleeping mother. It's important to know that there's two televisions in my household, one in my parents' bedroom and one in the living room. 
and I could tell that both televisions were playing the same show since I can slightly hear the TV in the living room playing the same thing. I continued eating... eating... I continued watching a show called Eat Bagula, a Philippine-based comedy show. Then, all of a sudden, the television started making this high-pitched noise while slowly muting the show. The high-pitched noise is really similar to what you hear when you go deaf for a brief second, like a flashbang used in video games. The screen faded to white, then to black, and stayed black for a few seconds. During this time, the show was completely muffled, enough that I couldn't understand what the show's hosts were saying anymore. Then a still image of a white, paled-faced woman emerged from the darkness. Her eyes and mouths were completely hollow, with dull red blood dripping out of them. Her straight and unorganized hair matched the color of the dark background and was covering some of the parts of her face. I was stunned. I couldn't move a single muscle, and my eyes were completely fixed on the television screen. I was completely still with fear. After about five seconds, the high-pitched noise slowly faded away, along with the bloody image of the woman and the dark screen that accompanied it. The show returned to normal and is no longer muffled. I snapped out of it, rushed to my mom, who was sleeping on the bed, and frantically asked her, Did you see that? Did you see that ghost? She didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Then I remembered the TV in the living room was playing the same show, so I rushed to the living room and saw my dad watching it. I asked if he had seen the ghost on the television, and he said he hadn't seen anything like that. To this day, I still have no logical explanation as to what had happened that day. I thought I was haunted or something, and I recall that I couldn't sleep for the next two or three days. My parents encouraged me that it was just my imagination, but the experience was real. I couldn't have made it up. I eventually came up with the conclusion that it was probably some unprecedented television interruption to promote a horror film. I may be wrong, as I don't know anyone else who has ever seen The Bloody Face. Our next story is titled, The Little Hands. I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on the street had strange going-ons, too. A few homes away from her lived a man and his family. One night, one of her daughters went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy. And the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad went with my uncle. My mother had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. 
and my dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals, and my mother went to the piano on the grand floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing and she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her legs and grab them tightly. She dashed to the basement floor, called for my uncle and father, and waited for them. When they all walked outside, my uncle could tell my mother was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath and grab his ankles and push his feet up and down on the pedals. Ooh. That's terrifying to just think of a ghost crawling underneath and grabbing your legs, just, you know, super horror style. Ooh, that one's not one for me. (laughs) The next one is called The Eerie Attic. It seems too cliched to start by saying, I don't believe in ghosts, but... However, that's where I'm coming from. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. It was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange. The wooden board covering a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space lay broken into pieces on the ground. I examined the broken pieces. The board was an inch thick. It would have taken a Bruce Lee to break it. I thought the landlord had sent someone maybe to work on the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. I thought, someone's up there for sure. I emailed pictures to the landlord, asking him if anyone had been there, with the undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. Her reply read, Please call me as soon as you're able to. I called. She explained that her last two tenants had the exact same thing happen. She promised to replace the board, and she did. A month later, I woke up at around 4 a.m. I had so many goosebumps, it felt like something was rubbing his or her hands on me. Everything was silent, but I heard this sound coming from above my bed. It was a dragging sound. Like someone pulling a sack of potatoes. I was frozen stiff with fear. I thought, someone is up there for sure now. There is no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I managed to work up the courage to turn on the light and walk to the bathroom. I was armed with a cricket bat. When I looked, I saw the new board covering the hole 
was broken in two. I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else. Whispering. The sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices, and I could hear one sentence repeated over and over. It's your turn, it's your turn, it's your turn. I switched on every light in the apartment, trying to make things feel more normal. It was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind, then a fuse blew. My pet budgie, Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound. But he started squawking like he was being strangled. I'd never heard him make those kind of noises. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys, ran out, sat in my car, and waited there until the sun finally came up. When I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I thought I hadn't closed it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, and he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the landlord and gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh, wow, you heard whispering, too, she said. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions, and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I live elsewhere, the landlord recently called. She said her new tenants had begged to speak with me about some of the stuff that had been going on there. Forget it. It's their problem now. Absolutely love that story. That's one I found on Reddit a few years ago. It's all over the internet, so I thought it'd be good to share. It was uh, written by Diggs Dawes. I am just obsessed with it. Um, I just love it when it's such strange things that happen. Curious things you, you never really think of. Our next story is titled, The Boy With No Eyes. One night, when I was ten, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. Thinking it was my mom, I opened my eyes to see an eyeless boy. They were just black, empty sockets. He was about my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand, and in it was a little box. I was startled, but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked, and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But the imprint of someone sitting on my bed was present. Fast forward five years, 
My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes and suddenly, looking at a corner where the wall met the ceiling, she pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness. I explained what she'd done. She said, up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was in a Spider-Man pose staring at me. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years, I was with the same girlfriend, and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. After my daughter started waking up at the same time every night, she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to, and she said, A little boy, he's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. Alright guys, this wraps up this episode of The Haunted Estate with me, your host, Selena Myers. If you have a topic idea, story, want to chat, leave me a message at one 260 3428 It goes right to a recorder, so don't worry. We don't gotta talk. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Selena at the Haunted Estate. Add me on Snapchat, Selena's Life, or leave me a message at thehauntedestate.com. Would love to hear from you guys and what you think of the the new tone, the new mix, and new format of the new podcast. Alright, guys, don't forget the most important thing that you can do for me and would mean the world is to rate me on iTunes. It's what we need to get above and beyond. We have about 200,000 people downloading a month and like 11 reviews. So it would mean a lot if you guys could pop by. Have a great one, guys. Have a spooky night. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.